Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted to sample the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to heal and get better in all areas of life. And I want to do it with you. Welcome to Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, where we improve and heal all parts of our lives, most importantly, our health. Heal Squad by Maria Menunos, your life improvement series starts now. Hey friends, welcome to Heal Squad All-Stars, where you get to hear from our top guests. Think of it as a cheat sheet to a better you. All of the best takeaways from the top experts in one show. Have your notebooks out and get ready to heal, my friends. This edition of Heel Squad All-Stars starts now. The amount of emotion that comes with the yes. thought, because every time you have a thought, you make a chemical, right? If you have a good thought, and make, you have a chemical that makes you feel good. You have an arousing thought that causes you to feel angry. Uh, short term, that's okay. But the long-term effects of that keeps knocking the brain and body out of balance. So... When we turn on that primitive nervous system called the fight or flight nervous system, we're mobilizing enormous amounts of energy in our body's resources that we would typically use for healing, digestion, reproduction, whatever, assimilation. We're, ta- we're robbing those systems and we're saying, there's a threat, there's a danger, there's something really, really, it needs all of your attention in your outer environment and that, that arousal causes us to feel fear or any deriv- derivative of it aggression or anger or pain. So when we respond to the environment like that, our body's knocked out of balance because we're mobilizing all that energy. Pupils dilate, respiratory rate goes up, heart rate goes up, up, digestive juices shut down, blood is sent to the extremities, the body's ready to run, fight, or hide. All organisms in nature can tolerate that short term. If you turn on that stress response and you can't turn it off, now you're headed for a disease because no organism can live in emergency mode without a moment for, for regeneration or growth and repair. All right, so the arousal for some reason feels good to human beings and that arousal gives us a rush of energy and then we need the bad news. We need the problems in our life. We need the poor relationship. We need whatever it is to cause us to feel this kind of arousal. and Because we're addicted to it. We become addicted to the life we don't even like. Mm-hmm. So then... That's the biggest aha moment. <laughs> it's like, you actually become addicted to the life you don't want. Right. So then, so take it a step further. Then when you think about that life, 
you produce the same chemistry in your brain and body in the same exact way as if you were actually re-experiencing it. So now the thought is turning on the stress response. And it's a scientific fact that the long-term effects of the hormones of stress push the genetic buttons and create disease. Well, if you can turn on that stress response just by thought alone, then your thoughts can make you sick. So because you're knocking your brain and body out of balance mm -hmm. over and over again and depleting your body's resources that you could be use, using for healing. And it just turns out the stronger the emotion you feel, the more you pay attention to the person or the problem. And that's our vital life force we're giving to that person or that problem. Well, and then we're telling the story 50 different times to all of our friends. Can you believe this and then Reaffirm this? Reaffirming, reaffirming the same feeling over and over again. And the body's actually... Uh, moving out of balance more and more every time we do that. They're, we're actually draining the body from energy, right? So, so it makes sense then that when people do this a long time, then they, they can't feel anything else but anger, fear, mm -hmm. pain, suffering, guilt, shame, anxiety, competition, envy, jealousy, insecurity, resentment. Those are all derived from the hormones of stress, you know, and, and, and psychology calls those normal human states of consciousness. Those are altered states of consciousness. So, so it makes sense then that if those emotions make us feel one way because the body is always out of balance, we decided to do an experiment. We took 117 people and we said, listen, we want you to stop feeling those emotions just for three times a day for 15 minutes, we're just gonna practice feeling a different emotion. Yeah, I know, but I can't feel it. I know, I know you can't feel it now because you're really good at feeling that other stuff. But if we work with you, just work with us. Turns out 10, 15 minutes of gratitude two or three times a day, their immune system strengthened by 50%. They, they made the most robust immunoglobulin, you know, immunoglobulin A, which is the primary defense against bacteria and viruses. The body's getting a boost. There's an internal army now. And it turns out that when that occurs, a lot of pain and inflammation goes away and a lot of immune-mediated conditions from cancer all the way to food allergies and everything in between. So, so we found out that your thoughts could actually make you well. Mm-hmm. When you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused 
on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom of the baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, They keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. So, um, whenever I, like just yesterday when I had a little bit of a rickety day, it was one of the first times I had to use my inhaler since. And it was because I was a little stressed and how funny the body couldn't now probably breathe properly, whatever it was. Old pattern. Old pattern. pattern. I caught it pretty fast. And then I gave myself compassion this morning. I said, Maria, because I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me back so far in my healing. Because now if I was to do blood work today, it would be different. That was the perfectionist in me. And I was like, okay, perfectionism, got it. Next thing we got to keep really working on is is getting rid of those thoughts. Um, Because as I'm conquering the other things, I'm like, okay, this is the next thing. But, um, but I was like, you know what? It was just a couple of moments and you totally redeemed yourself this morning. So all good. Um, because up until now there have been very, maybe one other moment. like I've been really, really good. And so the perfectionists in you like will catch things really fast and start to sabotage. Mm. Well, I think, I think it's more important to have fun. 
I think it's I play with this, you know, like it's not that you react. I mean, we all react. The question is how long? Yeah, that's And the key. so so like learning how to shorten the refractory period of your emotional responses is worth more than all the gold in the world. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't control your emotional reactions to conditions in your life, they turn into moods, those are one long emotion, to, to temperaments and ultimately personality. And so then learning how to do that and catching yourself is the learning process. And that's so important for a, a perfectionist to see it as like, hey, I did pretty good. I, I did. I fell off the horse. I got back on. Not a big deal. I'm going to keep going. Yeah. The person who says, "Oh, I failed. I'm, I'm not good at this. You know, I'm going to get sick again." That's that's a huge default, and that's kind of talking ourselves out of change. It's so important for us to realize that this is a very uh, intense process. It takes an enormous amount of awareness, an enormous amount of energy to master yourself in that moment because valid, justified or not, the only person that it's hurting is you. And when you finally figure that out, as my <laughs> daughter would say, living by this emotion isn't loving to me. And 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 yeah. we have to really decide, is this loving to me? So, so it turns out when you teach people how to feel elevated emotions, um, they make some, so many wonderful chemicals that make them feel good that they're no longer dependent on anything outside of them to take away their emptiness, their lack, their separation, their pain, their fear. They're actually learning how to do it without any exogenous substance, without anything outside of them, without any scrolling through anything. This feels way better than any of that. Now, that's the moment where we're all of a sudden free from our environment and Mm -hmm. and, and people self-regulate. And when that happens, their health gets better. They have a headache, it improves. They have pain, it changes. They learn that they can do it by thought alone. How valuable is that? I don't know. If we could teach our kids that, it would be amazing. One day after I was told to get the F off, like, 13 times, I sank into a depression, into a funk. I got on Google. I was looking for answers. I discovered a class on meditation, and that class blew my mind. I flew to L.A., took the class, and so this class focused on meditation as a tool for manifesting your goals and for intuition. And that was the key. It wasn't traditional meditation. I didn't need to bliss out. I wanted to actually be able to get off my friend's couch because I couldn't afford rent. So I was renting a couch. I had a car that I had crashed because I couldn't afford to fix the brakes. And I was so in debt. Now, within one week of this class, my sales doubled, and then it doubled again, and then it doubled again. Now, what was I doing? The first technique I was doing was simply listening to my intuition. I wouldn't call any random lawyer. I would check with my gut. Is this person someone I should dial? Instantly, my sales doubled. Now, Sales, Is that from a sheet, Vishen, of from like... the yellow pages. So you don't even know from, them. You just were feeling each name. From the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. So the technique I learned is to go into a, an, an, a relaxed state of being, run your fingers down the yellow pages, and just play a guessing game. Check with your gut, check with your instinct, and see, is this a yes or a no? That simple technique, double my sales. How about that, right? That's amazing. Then the next technique I used was really interesting. It was, it's called subliminal programming. Um, this uh, mind science pioneer by the name of Jose Silva spoke about it in the 60s and 70s. But I'll tell you what that is. The Rumi said this about lovers. The Rumi said, I can close my eyes and talk to you in a thousand silent ways. 
And what I believe Rumi was saying is that we can connect with another human being through time and space by thinking about them. Now, there is now some interesting scientific evidence for this, like overwhelming scientific evidence that if you think positive thoughts about someone, they are biology shifts. The San Antonio Mind Science Institute studied this under a scientist by the name of William Broad decades ago. But what I would do then is, before I was calling up one of these lawyers to pitch the software, I would see them in my mind's eye and I would ask that the sale would close if it was best for everyone concerned, if it was best for their clients, best for their law firm, best for our company. And again, sales doubled. Hmm. The third technique was very simple, creative visualization. I would see myself hitting my goals, being recognized within the company. So when I started out there, I was 26 years old. I had a computer engineering degree, but the dot-com bubble had burst. No one was hiring computer engineers. And... um, I had no experience in sales. In four months, I got promoted three times and I was made vice president of sales in this company. And my boss asked me, what are you doing? And I said, I think they call it intuition. And he said, nah, that's bullshit. But can you keep doing it? <laughs> so I, I believe in that research and I believe that you can have that connection with someone because I've done it ever since I started meditating, I've used it in moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going to meditate about this person. They're being not nice and unkind, and I'm going to get them to be kind to me. And so I remember vividly having this like really important meditation before I was going to go to this event and see this nasty person who was unkind. And I was like, you will be kind to me. (laughs) You will be nice. And I ended up showing up And this person who was very unkind became very, very kind. And I did it with my husband when we got into a fight once. I was like, all right, let me try this. So we got into a fight, stupid fight. He goes to his office. I go to my office. And I was like, all right, we could do the same old, same old, or I could try something. And so I did this thing. It sounds so kooky, but... I visualized like love hearts coming from my heart and going into his heart. I saw him sitting in his chair at his desk and I would send them right into his heart. And my husband got out of his chair, came into my office, didn't say a word, just kissed me on the cheek and then left. And that's not him. Right. So I know all of this is possible, which is kind of weird because it kind of makes it seem like, you can control people, <laughs> but... But I, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that. So It's so I, influencing good, it's good energy yeah. is so, what it is, but I know someone could interpret it the other way. So the, the William Broad studies at the San Antonio Meinsteins Institute, they, <clears> they hooked up receivers to 19 machines that measured all of these different biological responses, skin resistance, heart rate, breathing rate, brain activity. And then there would be senders in a different room. And at a specific time, they would tell the senders, think good thoughts about the assigned receiver. So maybe at 1.53 p.m., the senders had to send positive thoughts to the receiver. And at exactly that moment, these machines would show a shift. The person might get more relaxed. Their heart rate might might show a healthier pattern. Their brain activity might slow down to the alpha level at exactly the point someone was sending them good vibes. And so I believe we're all connected. I mean, we see this in animals as well, right? Mm -hmm. Like animals sometimes seem to communicate 
uh, like the hundred monkey theory. As soon as a monkey on one island in Japan learns to say, use a rock to open a shellfish, other monkeys in that same island start imitating him, and that's expected, imitation. But then, when about a hundred monkeys or so are doing it, on a remote island far away, other monkeys of the same species suddenly start doing the same behavior. The bananas. And so oh, I that's be- funny. <laughs> yeah, so I believe that we are all connected in a beautiful way. In yeah. my book, The Six-Phase Meditation, we kick off the six-phase protocol with that. You see the face of someone you love, and you beam them love, and then you feel that love that you're sending them in your heart, and you use that as a starting point for all the other juicy, magical aspects of the six-phase. Isn't funny? What about, what about just taking the expectation? Wherever you can release an expectation, do it. So I operate in the world based upon how I operate. So meaning I give because I'm a giving person. I care because I'm a caring person. I'm not giving the gift. I'm not caring because I want that person to return the favor. They may never. They might. They might not. I don't know. I do believe that what you sow, you reap. It, just, it doesn't mean that we're, that you're going to reap it from where you sowed it. And a lot of times we're trying to reap kindness because we sowed it into a person. So just because you gave consideration to somebody doesn't mean that when you're in need, they're going to give you the same consideration. So give freely, love freely, care freely, and release the expectation that the person you're giving that love to is going to do the same. Release it. Let them be who they want to be. And if it comes back to you from that person, wonderful. And if it doesn't, it's okay. It's going to come back one way or another. It will come back one way or another. It's fun. And when I think of like, I think of Maria's dad, who's like 70 something, he doesn't expect anything from anybody. He doesn't ever get offended or hurt. And he's such yeah. a happy and healthy person because of it. Because, I mean, I talked about this earlier. You know, I talked about this in the book. Expectations are weights. Yep. So I don't believe you should, you should live with no expectation, right? It's like, it's like going to the gym. you got to have a little bit of resistance to improve your strength. So with expectations, you know, I'll say, it's okay, we have some expectations. They're set. Okay, cool. So I, I'm, I'm managing the weight because it's actually making me strong. But when I have so many expectations, it actually makes me weaker. So it's really about calibration. Calibrating the expectations. There you go. So you release what you don't need, and those that you do have, you make sure. Okay. So give me, Devon, can you give me some examples of like healthier expectations we can have? Yeah. So, so for example, of yourself, of myself, the healthier expectation is that I will achieve my dreams, but I'm not going to drive myself crazy about when they happen. I am on the path. So it's like, all right, we put the destination in Uber. Right. We put the destination in, mm-hmm. in our in our ways. Right. Yep. Put the destination in. And what do you do? You drive. OK, I'm going to get there. It tells me. Yeah. OK, cool. I can I can relax. That's a great way to have a healthy expectation. I will be successful in this field. I will put in the time. I will continue to believe in my dream, but I'm going to relax and let it come to me when it's time. It will be revealed when it's time for me to leave this job or to push for the promotion as long as I stay easy about it. Here's another healthy expectation. I love, let's say you're in a marriage or relationship. Yeah, I want to ask about relationships. I love, I love my partner. But just because I love them and they love me doesn't mean that they know what it is I'm expecting. So a healthier expectation, instead of expecting, oh, they love me. 
They're supposed to know what I need. And if they don't know it, I'm not going to tell them because the fact that they don't know means they don't really love me. Those are all assumptions and mostly incorrect. A healthier expectation in a relationship is this, whatever my needs are, one, I'm going to be in touch with those needs. Two, I will communicate. Communicate. Yes. Back to that. Three, I will give the other person the opportunity to say yes or no about whether or not they can meet those needs. Too often, especially in a relationship or marriage, we have these expectations that this person is supposed to be our everything. They're supposed to make us happy. They're supposed to read our mind. And we want to know why we're not happy is because we have an unhealthy expectation of the person that we're with. A healthy expectation is, I'm not going to ask you to do anything for me I don't do for myself. And I am not going to try to put you in a prison of of my expectation. Here's what I'd like. If you want to do that, great. If not, let me know. Maybe I'm supposed to get that need met in another way. Here's the other thing I'll say about this real quick, which is, this idea, oh, this person makes me happy. This is a toxic idea to me. Ooh. Why? Because anyone that makes you, when you talk about making, that means creating. So anyone we allow to create happiness in us, we are outsourcing the fact that we should be the creator of our happiness. I believe others can contribute to our happiness but not make us happy. Because the same person that makes you happy, the same person that can make you sad. I'd love to break down the practices of truth, abandon the certainty that you're always right. That's so hard. Allow the possibility that everyone has their own truth. I think that's so poignant. And as somebody who's very justice oriented and fair, I like to see both sides. And I think most people, we have both sides and that's where the conflict happens because now we're trying to convince each other that we're right. And then we're never going to end up on any kind of ground. You see that in the greater part of the world, not just on an Maria, individual basis. I interrupt you just on that? Yeah. If you give up being right, 90% of your life will improve. Just stop insisting that you're right. 90% of your life will change. All the conflict is because everybody wants to be right. So ask yourself, do I want to be happy or do I want to be right? So how do you apply that when, let's say you're in a situation and you've been wronged by your friend? You feel like you've been wronged. You feel like you've done everything for this person. You've helped them. You've done so much and that they've silently built up all of this resentment and had, you know, passive aggressive natures. I'm talking about a friend, not me. Um, (laughs) They had passive aggressive natures that they harbored along the way and you had no idea until they went nuclear on you. And now you're like, well, wait, this is really not right and doesn't feel good. And you're, no matter, you know, for me at least, I'm meditating, I'm doing everything I can but it pops in. It pops in. That's why you said there's work here and the book actually does tell you what you do over a period of time to get into a place where that doesn't matter. Where what people say, either good or bad about you, doesn't matter. So if if it matters, as you know, if somebody says something nice, you feel flattered. 
if somebody says something mean, you're probably going to be offended for the rest of your life. You know, uh, I remember when I was a kid, my mother said, I don't trust this person. I said, why not? And she said, well, you know, 20 years ago, she said something to me. She was still thinking of something that happened 20 years ago. It It's on the, you know, when you really think about it, it's ridiculous. So there are also techniques for what we call nonviolent communication, which may or may not work. What am I observing? What am I feeling? What do I need? And how do I fulfill that need in this situation or outside the situation? So, you know, again, this all that means is everything we're saying means self-awareness. The more you're aware of yourself, the more your responses will be not reactive. Reactive. We learn these reactive responses when we are kids. You know, you're a four-year-old boy, boys more than girls. And so boys were out with his mom. He says, I want a lollipop. And mom says, no. Boy says, first reactive response is being nice and manipulative. Mommy, please buy me the lollipop. I'll give you a kiss. Uh, she refuses. Then the second is the reactive response is you become belligerent. You lie down on the floor and you throw a tantrum. Uh, if that doesn't work, then, you know, um, you uh, go home and you're stubborn. You pout. You you um, are unavailable. You withdraw. Even if that doesn't work, then you play the victim. So these are the kind of reactive responses we have. Nice and manipulative, stubborn and manipulative, angry and manipulative, playing the victim and manipulative. By this time, mom is fed up, so she buys you the lollipop, and your little brain says, um, oh, it works. Then you perfect these, and by eight years, if you're a boy, you're ready to run for president. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, but here's the thing. It's it's so hard to not want to communicate your truth. Like you said, we all have our truths. So what do you suggest in those situations? Is it is it better? Because it almost implies in a sense that just, you know, keep it in. No, Don't no, say no. anything. In most cases, unless you're dealing with unreasonable people, and unreasonable people are people who've been actually traumatized in their youth. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that even they are unreasonable because there's a reason. They've been traumatized in their youth. And so sometimes it won't work. But with most people, empathy, compassion, and love will win. Okay, if you empathy means I feel what you feel, even though I disagree with you, I feel what you feel. Compassion means I have the desire to alleviate your suffering. And then love, of course, is love. It is what heals. Okay. I I believe in that. Yeah. I believe in that because it's you you can't you can't fight fire with fire. Exactly. So someone has to someone has to lead with love and, and empathy and understand. And even in this situation that I'm suggesting as a an example so that people can figure out how to practice this this practice of truth. Um I have tried to keep a loving heart and remember that this was somebody that I really love and that we had great experiences. And I know that this person's in a lot of pain and they chose to take it out on me. Um, 
And so yeah. I think that that has alleviated a lot of pain that I would have had, had I not thought about it like that, because exactly. if you're angry, you're going to hold anger and you're going to get the snowball effect. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. So that means self-awareness. You're more aware um, and less reactive. The more aware, that's also, by the way, that's yoga, to get in touch with the source of awareness. Yoga means union, by the way, in English, um, and union with your innermost self. So if you're in a situation like this, do you you do you try to talk to them and lead with love and hope it works? And if it doesn't, it was not, a, you know, maybe, do you believe that friendships take their course, that relationships take their course, that partnerships take their course? And sometimes this is the season you're supposed to be together and maybe you're not in others? I do, because no two people are always in the same frequency of consciousness, in the same state of consciousness. It's you know, even though people say soulmate, and that's a romantic idea, but, um, you know, that's very rare that you have uh, a long-term relationship where everything is smooth because people are mostly thinking about themselves. Uh, the only relationships that really work long-term is where you... Uh, you love, irrespect, basically you allow, you know, what is called radical acceptance. Uh, and that has to come from both sides. That's rare, right? Very rare. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.